Turn with me, please, to the book of Acts, the first chapter. Acts chapter 1. We begin last week a new series that we're calling True Witness. True Witness. We're going to Acts, the first chapter. Let's pray and release our faith. Believe with me, not just for the moment, but also for the whole series, that we get exactly what we're supposed to get out of this, and we see what we need to see. Father, we're asking you for utterance for right now, for this time today and this season. We're asking for eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart and a mind that discerns and understands. Give us answers to questions. Give us light. Give us direction and grace and a supply of the Spirit for the next steps and the next part of your plan and your vision for us. Anything we need to correct or change, we ask for it. And we say we're willing, Lord, as much as we know, and we ask you to help us with the rest to adapt to you and to submit to you and to follow you fully. We say your word is right and your truth reigns supreme. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word remains steadfast forever. And we purpose not to just be hearers only, but with your help to be doers. And we know as we do, we will be blessed. In Jesus' name, get all the glory to yourself, we pray. Amen. Amen. Said out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Acts 1.8, are you there? Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost, ghost is an old English word for spirit, after the Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. witnesses. You'll be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth, in all of these areas, you'll be what? Witnesses. You'll be witnesses. The Living Bible says, verse 8, the Living Bible says, When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power to testify about me with great effect. Power to testify with great effect. Not with no effect. But with great effect. The Weast translation says it like this. Weast. Says you shall receive power of the kind which God has and exerts. Well it's his power. Be the same kind of power he has because it is his power. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be those who testify. Of what they have seen and experienced. My witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Said out loud, you shall be witnesses. You'll testify with power. Glory to God. Now go with me to 2 Timothy, or they'll put it up on the screen for us. 2 Timothy 1.7. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us... The spirit of fear. So if you got fear, you didn't get it from God. 
But he's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And notice the very next part, verse 8, that flows with it. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. What's this spirit of power, love, and sound mind for? Well, it's Acts 1.8. The Spirit of God comes on you, empowers you, emboldens you, enables you to what? Don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, but be confident and free and bold to be a witness. And finally, in Revelation 12.11, Revelation 12.11 It talked about the accuser of the brethren, verse 10, that accused them before their God night and day. And verse 11 says, they overcame him by two things, by the blood of the lamb and what else? By the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. And they loved not their lives unto death. And you'll see other scriptures bring out that they kept their testimony unto death. They were willing to die before they would say their testimony wasn't true. And you'll find the same word translated witness or testimony is translated martyr. Martyr. Our word martyr is from the same word that's translated witness. Testimony. What is a witness? If you look up the Hebrew words, look up the Greek words, it has these meanings. A witness is one who testifies. A witness is one who affirms what they have seen and heard and know. A witness is one who goes on record and their record is evidence. Of what they have seen and heard and know. Now go with me over to the book of John, please. The 18th chapter. Now just to review a little bit, if you weren't with us last week, let me encourage you to get the, go online, download it, or get the CD or DVD. It won't cost you anything. And catch up with us. Because we laid a foundation of the difference between being a preacher and being a witness. They're not the same. Acts 1.8. What did it say? You shall receive power. After that the Holy Spirit's come upon you. And you will go a preaching. You'll be preachers. No, no, no. You'll be witnesses. The New Testament distinguishes between preachers and witnesses. He uses the word and to distinguish. Listen, um. In Acts 2, uh, don't try to turn to these, but Acts 2.40, it said, With many words he did testify and exhort. Acts 8.25 says they testified and preached. Acts 10 said they preached and they testified. And Paul said this in Acts 26.15. He said, The Lord made me a minister and a witness. If a witness is the same thing as a minister, why do you need to say and? Now, every minister, true minister, is a witness also. But you don't have to be a preacher to be a witness. And this has been a confusion and a hindrance. A lot of people have thought that if I'm supposed to go find people to preach to about Jesus. 
And when they hear the word witness, go witness or go a witnessing, they equate that in their mind to go preach an evangelistic message to somebody. And many have not been successful at it. And they awkwardly confront somebody and try to preach to them a message they heard or tell them part of a series or a doctrine they heard preached. And they're not comfortable doing that because they're not graced to do it. And they're trying to remember, was that Romans 10.9 or Romans 9.10 or what was the definition of that Greek word? I, I don't know. I don't, and sometimes people get so uh, flustered and you can, you can tell the people that they're trying to talk to it's not going over and they're not receiving and people just decide, I'm not doing this anymore. Amen. And so then they'll go years and do nothing. And they don't feel good about that either. But people think it's either preach or nothing. But no. What is a witness? A witness is one that testifies of what they have seen and heard and know. First-hand experience. This is not about explaining a doctrine to somebody. <laughs> this is not about explaining the theological positions of your church or your group. This is something that you have experienced firsthand of the reality of God. And you are uniquely qualified to take the stand and give testimony and say, I was there. I was there when I was born again. I know what happened. This is not theory. This is not theory. I was there when the Lord healed my body. I was there when he met my needs. We were there when the Lord paid our place off. We were there. Right? This is not theory. And every one of us need to be ready and willing. Because we, having received the Holy Spirit, we are now empowered to give our testimony. And it's not about trying to preach or trying to be a Bible teacher or quote a lot of verses. It's about doing what? Testifying to what you saw, heard. No, your personal experience of God. Can you do that? Certainly you can. Any child of God can do that. And in fact, you're not by yourself doing it. You've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, John 18. How about not? Go to John 15 and then we'll go to Romans 8. Let's do it this way. John 15 and 26. John 15, 26, Jesus said, When the Comforter is come, whom I'll send you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth. Now keep this in mind. The Spirit of what? Truth. truth. What kind of witness are we talking about in this series? A true witness. The Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, what will the Spirit of truth do? He will testify of me. Me referring to Jesus. He'll testify of Jesus. And what else? And you also shall do what? Bear witness, which is testify. Because he, and those, that 
situation. You've been with me from the beginning. The original 12 testified, and then Judas replacement after the book of Acts, they testified that they saw Jesus firsthand and they also saw him after he was raised from the dead. And they did. And we can't testify that we ate and traveled with Jesus or that we saw him and touched him physically after he's raised from the dead. But we can testify of his reality in our life, right? Of what we have experienced. And so the principle is the same. The Holy Spirit testifies and we also testify and it is a co-testimony, a co-witness. And actually one of the Greek words that's translated here literally means that. A witnessing with or a co-witness. Now in Romans, the 8th chapter, if you'd go there. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. It says the Spirit itself. Now I don't care for the translation itself. And if you read other translations, you'll see it's the word for autos, his own self. Bears witness with our spirit. Why do I say that? Because the Holy Spirit's not in it. Jesus referred to him repeatedly as he, 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 he. Well, do you like being called an it? No. <laughs> you walk through the door, they go, there it is. <laughs> Have you talked to it today? No. The Spirit himself bears witness. He does what? Bears he does what? He, bears he bears witness, which means to testify. Yes. He testifies with what? With our spirit. That we are the children of God. How many of you believe you are born again, you have been born again, and you are a child of God? Do you believe that? I want to see a show of hands. You you believe you're a child of God. What makes you think so? What makes you think so? (laughs) When you were born again, something happened inside you, right? And this is part of what you testify about. Because you were there. You know what happened to you. You know how you were. (laughs) You You know what happened to you. You know how you are. You know where God's brought you from. But your heart witness of the change in you and the love of God shed abroad in your heart and the reality of his presence and his life in you is not alone is not solitary because when your spirit said he's real I know him I'm born of him the Holy Spirit came in and said yes you are (laughs) yes you are and I can testify to it how many think when the Holy Spirit steps up and says I'm adding my testimony to that Do you suspect it carries some weight? It carries some oomph. It carries some power. Isn't that what Acts 1-8 is talking about? You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit's come on you and you will be witnesses. Why? Because you're not alone as you testify of the truth. The Spirit 
of truth, co-witnesses to the truth. And when you tell the truth about the Lord, when you tell the truth about what he's done for you, you're not alone. You're not alone. The greater one, the greater one comes in. He gets with your words. He manifests his presence with your presence. That's why people who hear it and see it will come under conviction. And that's why they will be convinced, not condemned. Conviction is not the same thing as condemnation. They'll be convinced of the truth and the reality of it. If they're willing. If they're willing. Because the reality will be there. The Weiss translation says, the Spirit himself, this is Acts 8.16, the Spirit himself is constantly bearing joint testimony with our human spirit that we are God's children. The Amplified says, the Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit. Now, child of God, this is one of the greatest things you and I could ever learn in this life is the witness of the Spirit. Because if He can let you know you're a child of God, He can also let you know whether you should go there today or not, whether you should invest in that or not, whether you should pursue a relationship with them or not. Come on, He could let you know a thousand and one other things throughout the day and he does it through this same co-witness Phyllis and I after a number of years of doing this now we look for this I might be talking about making decisions concerning the business of the church or, or purchasing this or investing in this as far as sowing seed into other ministries or whatever whatever the case might be. I use my mind. I thank God for a good mind. I use it. I want to know information, but I don't make decisions based on my mind or what I know. I'm looking for something else. I might hear 45 things and it might all sound good and fine, but I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for someone else to chime in on this and go, that's it. My heart will go, I think that's it. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit will come on in and go, that is it. Now we got two. And in the mouth of two or three witnesses, Every word will be established or confirmed. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Say it out loud. Thank you, Father, for the witness of the Spirit. In Romans 9, 1, Romans 9, 1, I'm going to read the Weiss translation on this one as well. He said, truth I speak in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience bearing joint testimony with me in the Holy Spirit. My conscience bearing joint testimony with me in the Holy Spirit. Our conscience is the voice of our own spirit. And that's the part of our being that the Holy Spirit communicates with our mind through. God is not a mind. He's spirit. And his communication to us is not first mental. 
It's spiritual. And through our spirits, our minds are enlightened. You don't figure out these things. You just know them. You didn't know them. And now you do. Hallelujah. It's the spirit of seeing and knowing. It's a knowing. Inward. Not a, a supposing. Not a guessing. A knowing. Thank you, Lord. Now turn with me to 1 John and the, um, the fifth chapter. 1 John chapter 5, I want to read uh, more than one verse through here. Verse, we start in verse 5, 1 John 5, 5. He said, who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Anybody in here believe that? Yes. Say it out loud if you do. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Then you, my friend, are a world overcomer. Yes. That was a little weak. Well, I'm just doing the best I can to get through here. No, no, no. You are a world overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. Say it out loud. I am a world overcomer. You might say, well, I, I, got, a pro- I got problems in my life. Well, you got something to come over. <laughs> How can you be an overcomer with nothing to come over? But what you can know is what the scripture said. He always causes me to triumph, which means when you got an obstacle, you got a situation. I'm not going under. I'm not going under. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm going over. Some things might take a little more time and be a little more challenging than others. But if you hold on to him, in the end, the result is the same time after time after time. Victory after victory after victory after victory. No, three strikes and you're out. No, that's baseball you're thinking about. We keep swinging till we hit the ball. Strike 49. <laughs> you need to say, no problem, no problem. Come on, bring it to me again. Huh? <laughs> no problem. <laughs> he always causes us to try. This says, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. It is the spirit that bears witness because the spirit is truth. And we're going to be talking about this a lot more as we go. But what will disqualify a witness quicker than anything? Lying. Lying. If it is known that a witness who's supposed to take the stand and give evidential witness concerning the case has lied about part of it or some other thing 
then their whole testimony can be discounted, right, and thrown out. Why? Because if they lied about that, they could be lying about the rest of it. The only way you know it's a good testimony is if you know the testifier tells the truth. Now, this is one of the great things I believe the Lord would have us to get anchored in us in this series. And I just want you to know if you'll receive this, your lying days are over. If you'll receive it. And if you don't receive it, then your witness is not going to amount to much. Because the same thing is true in life as it is on the stand. Because you start telling somebody, a fellow worker on the job, a neighbor across the fence, somebody at the grocery store or the airport, you start telling them about something that the Lord did for you, they're going to look in your eyes. They're going to listen to the tone of your voice. What are they trying to decide? Are you just some weirdo that's making stuff up as you go along? Or are you telling the truth? Did this really happen? How can they know you're telling the truth as they get to know you in a relationship forms? Because day after day, week after week, month after month, you never tell a lie to them. Never. Never. And after process of time, they know. They can trust what you say. Well, the Spirit is, the, the Spirit bears witness And what spirit is he? What spirit is he? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, Jesus said. So when he testifies something to you, what do you know it is every time? Every time. It is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth because he is God. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Verse 7. There are three that bear record in heaven. What does it take for something to be established? In the mouth of two or three witnesses. Bear record means witness, testify. There are three that testify, three that witness, three that go on record in heaven as testifying. Who? The Father. The Word, who is the Word made flesh, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Verse 8, and they're what? Three that do what? Bear witness in earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood, these three agree in one. Keep going. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. I mean, you might be able to put confidence in a man or woman who's lived uh, honestly in front of you for some time and you have reason to believe. But if you can believe a man or woman, how much more should you believe the God who's never lied and who cannot lie with whom it is impossible to lie? The witness of God is greater for this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. God the Father himself spoke from heaven and said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Believe him. 
The Father said, this is the salvation of the world. This is the redemption of all mankind. And when the Father testifies, what should you say? Amen. Amen. That's the truth. Right? That is the truth. And anybody that says that Jesus is not the only way and the Savior of the world is calling God a liar. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. This is the witness that God has testified of his Son. Keep going. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. You're to be commended, my brother and sister. Because there was a time when you heard the word of the Lord. You heard what God was saying about his Son. And you stood up and said, God told the truth. (laughs) I believe it. And I add my witness to it. And I say, I confess, he has saved me. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. And there is the co-witnessing. That's what Jesus said. He said, the Spirit of God will testify about me, and so will you. You'll be my witnesses too. He that believes not God has made him a liar. How presumptuous is that? I don't believe that. I believe there are many ways to salvation. You're calling God a liar. I just believe we all have our own way and our own path. You're calling God a liar. I'm trying to be the best I know how. And that's, you're calling God a liar. Do you need to believe what the Father said? Yes. About His Son? Yes. About the truth? Yes. About heaven and hell? Yes. yes. Aren't you glad by the grace of God you believe God? You believe what he said. You believe his witness. He believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now. I'm endeavoring to yield to the Spirit and believe God. And when I, by His grace, am able to, with His utterance, to express something that is truth, the same Holy Spirit in you goes, yep, that's right. (laughs) If it's just me and my opinion and theory, thinking and talking, you'll go, "Mm." next, next. But if I yield to something that really is Him... And it is truth. That's when your spirit jumps. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's not Brother Keith. That's not you. That's him. That's the spirit of truth in me and in you bearing witness to the truth. And it's quickening. It's life giving and life changing. Can you say glory to God? Say it out loud. I've got to witness in myself. In myself. In myself. He that believes not God's made him a liar. Is this serious? I know a lot of people don't realize they're calling God a liar today. But they are. By refusing. Why? They made God a liar. Why? Because they believed not the record or the witness, or the testimony that God gave about His Son. God the Father, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who's on the great throne, said, there's no salvation found in any other name. 
It is only by the blood of the Lamb. My son. He is the propitiation for all sin. I have accepted his blood only. Hallelujah. He's my beloved son. And I've given him a name which is above every name. Hallelujah. Every name in heaven and on earth and under the earth. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And he also is the faithful and true witness. And if you say, well, I don't know about all that Jesus stuff. You're calling God a liar. You're saying his testimony is not valid. I believe there are many ways that you're calling God a liar. You're saying what he said is not right. Made him a liar. He believed not the record that God gave of his son. Keep reading. Keep reading. And this is the record. This is the testimony that God. Now who are we talking about testifying here? God. God testified. God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. And no man comes to the father except by him. He that has the son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. I know people are trying to suggest and say that you can know God without believing in Jesus. The Bible says differently. That you can have a relationship with God. That you can be okay with God without confessing and acknowledging Jesus. The Bible says otherwise. If you believe the New Testament, you can't agree with that. I'm excited that I have the witness in myself. Somebody say I got to witness. I've got to I've got to witness in myself. And by the Holy Spirit co-witnessing with you, there is a power beyond you involved in this. I'm so glad I don't have to get up here this morning and preach on my lonesome self. I'm so glad I don't think I would do it. I just think I wouldn't come. (laughs) That I have to get up and and just depend on my little brain and my little understanding to try to do this. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not even close to being enough. But I'm not on my own. I said I'm not on my own. I didn't come here by myself. If I will do what he directs me to do and say what he directs me to say, and if it really is truth, here comes the co-witness. Here comes the spirit of truth bearing witness to the truth, and it's bigger than me. It's more than me. It's beyond me, and it's beyond you, and it's power, and it's life, and it's joy, and it's healing. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Come on, guys, real quick. Let's lift up our hands. Let's lift up our praise. Let's lift up our thanks to God. Let's thank Him that we have the witness in ourselves. Oh, somebody say glory to God. We have the witness 
I have the witness in myself. 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 Oh, praise you, Lord. 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 And I want you to listen and, and, and let your heart agree and respond to this. If you've never received the Holy Spirit's fullness uh, and you're a believer, you, you need to do that right now. And in the Acts, again and again, when people received, they spoke in tongues. Now, I know some folks don't agree with that, but that's generally the folks that don't speak in tongues. <laughs> but it is for you. It belongs to everyone, and it is a supernatural means of edifying yourself and praying out mysteries and any number of other wonderful things. So I want you to close your eyes, and I want everybody to pray this with me, everybody watching online, everybody in Branson. Pray it out loud, Father God, Father God I thank you for Jesus. And I confess him, Lord of my life, and I receive cleansing and washing and forgiveness and righteousness by the blood of the Lamb. And I ask you to fill me to overflowing with your wonderful Holy Spirit and give me utterance in a new tongue. Right now, in Jesus' name. Now lift up your voice, begin to speak. This ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.